You're listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. It's Bread Week! Yay, Bread Week! Welcome to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. Today we're breaking down episode three, and it is Bread Week. Yay! So much fun. And not to mention, spoiler alert, a giant bread lion! Yeah, I think everybody knows about that lion by now. The lion. I wonder if he still. I wonder if he still gets uh, people in the street. It's legendary. Them. It's legendary. <laughs> no, when he came back to talk or to do the um, holiday episode, he said people mm-hmm. stop him on the street all the time. Bread, bread lion, bread lion. <laughs> it was pretty epic. It, it was, was epic. Yeah, it was beautiful. It yep. was beautiful. He did a great job. But before the the showstoppers, they did a signature bake. And we actually have kind of talked about this a little bit on our own. Uh, it was quick bread. Quick which bread. I, I feel like is a very American thing. I was just going to say that. Super yeah. American. Because you know what? Anytime I'm making rolls or I'm making, you know, bread, like yeast bread, people go, oh, no, I can't. I can't do, I can do what we call um, baking soda, baking powder. They call it bicarb, but people literally freak out over the yeast. And you're like, yeah, not that big a deal to use yeast. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. However, when I was not a baker necessarily, I think that making a quick bread was something that I did do like pumpkin bread or zucchini bread or cranberry bread. And every mom um, on the planet makes banana bread because the banana oh, yeah. bread. Yeah. Banana bread. Duh. I grew up with banana bread. Did you? All the time. Do you freeze bananas to make banana bread still? Our family does not eat very many bananas. So I hardly mm-hmm. ever get a rotten banana, but I, mm-hmm. if I'm going to um, bake with a banana, it's got to be black, black and squishy. <laughs> Have you ever used a banana extract? Girl, no. No. Have you? No, no. No, but I feel like, isn't that, Paul loves bananas, right? And isn't he always about amping up the banana flavor? Well, whenever somebody uses an extract to up the flavor, he's like, "Mm, taste fake, taste fake. I know. I feel like it doesn't really ever work out. Yeah, gross. (laughs) Except for maybe almond extract. I I don't know. Sometimes, but they've talked about that having like an artificial flavor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, but anyway, I want to talk about the one that had goat cheese, fig and walnut tamales. If I was going to pick one, yeah, that would be the one because I put goat cheese, fig jam and walnuts on, um, naan and make it into a pizza. Oh, amazing. Really? Yes. You need to try it. It's so naan good that you've made or none that you have purchased. I started doing it with purchase none until I realized how easy it is to make none. Hmm. You make none? <sighs> I have, but it wasn't really it didn't really work out for me. Even say. my my 21-year-old daughter can make none, Allison. Come on, step it up. I'm willing to try it again. It's not hard at all. Give it a go. So it's Tamales had goat's cheese, and mm-hmm. you like that, huh? And they called it gorgeous. Well, if we're talking aesthetics, Alvin's also was beautiful. Prosciutto uh, basil Mary, and manchego? Yeah. Heck yeah. It almost 
I was almost afraid they were going to say it was underbaked, but it was it was baked, and Mary loved it. I love that combination. I think just that savoriness, you know, too much Mm -hmm. chocolate, too much, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. know, that kind of thing. Ian also had a real winner again with his wild garlic that he picked out in his woods before. All those Brits, they bring all their stuff from home. Oh, it's honey from my beehive. (laughs) I made this syrup out of the rhubarb in my garden. Mm -hmm. I honestly didn't know what wild garlic even looked like. He had a little vase of it on the side and I, I, I hadn't ever seen wild garlic. I, I have not think. tasted it. I wonder how wild it tastes. I don't know. I wonder if it's just real chivy, you know. As yeah, if probably. Yeah. But well, I actually made a quick bread this week. And Do tell. It was a simple one. It was cranberry, but I thought it was interesting that the recipe called for milk, a cup of milk, and orange juice together Mm -hmm. and it had an apple in it like as well as the cranberries a grated apple diced fine dice that just to make it moist it must have it was delicious that must have been what it did but it had two cups of cranberries and like i said a lot of liquid the orange juice and a cup of milk but it wasn't buttermilk right it wasn't buttermilk so do you think that they put the orange juice in the milk to kind of sour it to make it more acidic because they say that it's the bicarb you know the baking soda along with the um, buttermilk that makes it rise the acidity in the buttermilk so I wonder if that's what that was well you're very smart oh I'm just getting all Mr. Wizard on you right now (laughs) no that's a very good point that's a very good point because I did look at other quick breads that did use buttermilk and this one didn't Mm -hmm. and I wonder that that makes perfect sense now that you say it but let's go back because you said you made cranberry orange and uh, out of five what would you give your recipe I would give it a four four out of five well yeah remember who got the handshake in the signature, <laughs> it was Paul. And guess what he made? Cranberry and orange. Oh, that's right. So that's maybe right. you would have gotten a handshake, Allison. Do you think you could maybe. share that recipe with our uh, listeners on our blog? Absolutely. Or I could. Facebook you know, or whatever. I didn't, I didn't have an actual orange. I only had the juice. So if mm-hmm. I had been able to add some zest, maybe I could give it a five. Okay, well, maybe you should remake it and add some zest, like a tablespoon. (laughs) The zest of one orange. But what was your favorite from that, do you think? I think it was Ian's. I do like Ian a lot. And Mm -hmm. I like that he brings so many ingredients from home and from his garden and and whatnot. So, I, yeah, I pick Ian. I think I would have eaten any of those. Maybe not the Mexican jalapeno ones like uh, Matt and Nadia. No, thanks. I don't think I'd go for that. Yeah. I those kinds of flavors, I don't need to eat bread like that. I would that's a meal. Do you know? I Yeah. If I wanted to if I wanted to eat Mexican, I would just prepare an actual meal, not eat a slice of bread. So I think that is an excellent point, my friend. <laughs> well, the technical 
to me was daunting. I think to a lot of the bakers, it was also daunting. Um, they were to make four identical baguettes mm-hmm. and you, you got inspired. What I happened? Did. I got inspired. I couldn't <laughs> help it. I, I made some, I made some baguettes and they came out mm-hmm. fine. I've, I like to go online. I find like three or four different recipes and I just figure out what I have that, that I can use like a baking stone or, you know, put a pan of boiling water in there. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. I don't have a, stone oven or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did. I made three and I would give them out of five, mm, three and a half. I thought they were pretty good. I had, um, when, when they came out of the oven, I, I will say the taste was very, very, very good. It was really good, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I felt like maybe it didn't rise enough because I rolled it, which I thought that's what you're supposed to do. Cause I watched people make them. But when it came mm-hmm. out, you could see the roll, like it would unroll. Uh, so I think uh, maybe I gotcha. needed to let it rise a little bit more. I don't know. I'm going to try it again, though. It was not hard. It was basically those four ingredients, you know, yeast, salt, flour, water. And um, the gal had me add in honey, like a tablespoon of honey for flavor. Because, oh. you know, yeast and- needs some sugar to eat, so... Sure. Do you possess a linen couche? Is it couche? I did not have a couche. I had a beautiful tea towel that my friend Allison <laughs> sent to me. It was this nice linen, I think it's like linen almost, tea towel cotton maybe. And it says domestic AF on it, which is my favorite. <laughs> but um, I just spread it out. They, you have to put a lot of flour on it so it doesn't stick. And then you just push it up, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to... Um, to keep them separated. And then I feel like I'm getting a little bit too much technical into this, but if you're going to make these at home, a man, this really old man on YouTube said, take a piece of cardboard, wrap it in tinfoil and put it next to the baguette that has risen and flip it onto the cardboard. So you don't have to use your fingers because you'll deflate it because it's, you know, Uh. and then you move it with this big, like, sort of makeshift giant spatula and move it to the stone <laughs> like that. It was uh-huh. perfect. It it came out perfect using that because it didn't give it any dents or fingerprints or anything like that. So Yeah. And you moved it to a stone? Yes. I have a like a pampered chef stone from a million years ago. Okay. And then what did you do for steam? How did that work? Um I put boiling water from the kettle into into the pan. Mm-hmm. into a, a pan, like a nine by 13 in the bottom of the oven. Okay. okay. And then I sprayed, I sprayed inside with a, with a water, you know, sprayer like you use for your hair. <laughs> <laughs> it, came, it came out fine and it was a little bit crisp. I would say the top was crisp, but it, it was still pretty soft. Mm-hmm, Not mm-hmm. like a baguette that I buy at Aldi. <gasps> Let's talk about Aldi. <sighs> Aldi. We How both love, love Aldi, Aldi so much. Mm-hmm. I love Aldi. Do you know, let's take a side trip down the Aldi aisles. Um, I was looking at the Aldi app today. And do you know that some Aldi stores are currently selling uh, like a, have you heard of the Squatty Potty? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Aldi has come out with their own version of the Squatty Potty. And I did not see it at my Aldi, but apparently 
it's out there. And I might have missed it in really the funny. AOS, but you know what? If you ate Nadia's Mexican bread, you might need that squatty <laughs> Just saying. No offense, Nadia. But anyway. Yeah, we do love Aldi. That is another one of our bonds. And uh, I think we're going to... We're going to talk it up a lot more in the future. So if you're not going to make listen, a baguette, again. go get one at Aldi. They are $1.69 and they bake perfectly <laughs> in the oven. I make them with my oh. cheese boards all the time. Nice. nice. So there you go. Good There's tip. our little Aldi. I, I could do a whole podcast about how much I love Aldi and everybody who knows me knows it's like a religion with me, but back mm-hmm. to baking. I feel like we do need to give it a little more time. So on another episode, we can, we can talk we can about all the, dive in. Cause I love it, but let's talk about our sad friend, Paul, who was 10th in the technical after having a handshake in the first round. I, I have no idea what happened there. I, I'm said sure it he was doesn't either. A half baked ciabatta is what they said. It looked like a half baked ciabatta. Uh. So sad. And Nadia was ninth, Matt was eighth, so they didn't necessarily take away anything from from that day because they had both done, you know, not so well with the quick bread either. Yep. Tamal was third, Flora was second, and guess who was first? Our best friend Ian. Yeah. Fantastic. Ian. Yep. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that he said in, said in the episode that he'd wished he had made a baguette and at some point and he clearly has the skill because he pulled it off and got <laughs> yep. number one. Yep. I, I wrote this quote and I can't remember who said it. I think it was Flora who said, Paul Hollywood punching bread, shattering dreams. Did you write that down? Too? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write it down, but I've watched it so many times. I remember that and love that. She says that in there, even punching though she got bread, second. So she shattering dreams. She didn't do too you know, she wasn't one of the ones that got beat up. Flora is pretty solid as far as baking goes. She's pretty accomplished for her mm-hmm. age, that's for sure. What is she, 20 in this in this series? Even? Is she? Gosh. I don't know. 19 or 20 for sure. I do not know how these 20-year-olds have this experience. I, I have no... I don't even know what I could make at 19. I definitely, you know wasn't baking and knowing how to bake baguettes. You know, I was sure. making pancakes at a Jiffy Mix when I was 19. <laughs> and I was proud of it with those little like hard blueberries. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I literally, mixes. I don't think I ever made anything except for Jiffy Mix. Maybe, maybe a peanut butter cookie. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say chocolate chip cookies for me. I know I could yeah. do, but that would be kind of the top skill set that I would have. I know. It's crazy. These, these people, I don't know how they get all that, all that experience at such a young age. I don't either, but uh, they all, I thought I've been excited to talk about this showstopper for a long time. Oh my gosh. Cause it was just overall, I thought really, really impressive. Um, I don't know. My takeaway is that everybody did pretty darn good. You know what? I thought that too, because not to jump the gun and, you know, say this is the person that won and this person that lost. But when you watch almost any other episode, you're like, man, that person really had a bad week. 
Like, you know, something didn't freeze or something, you know, fell over and you know what's going to happen. And basically almost every single one of these guys did halfway decent on all the challenges. There was, there was, there was no disaster in, in the, um, sorry, in the, the showstopper, there was no disasters. They all look pretty good. Right, right, right. What did you think about uh, Alvin? Did you think that <laughs> his uh, bread shop, as they said? I um, know, so much bread. It was a cornucopia. I mean, that's an American thing. We can get behind that. But what they said, it was not a sculpture. It was just like pieces, you know, put together. Right. No, and it wasn't, it was not really a sculpture. And I, th- I thought it was cute that he did seem to indicate that that was, that was a common thing here. <laughs> eh, I don't know how many people are, are making a, a, a horn of plenty. No one's making <laughs> it. No one's making it, but you can buy a paper one at the Dollar Tree and like open it up and set it out. You know? With a honeycomb, the honeycomb <laughs> tissue paper. Yes. Or, or a turkey, you know, for Thanksgiving. <laughs> but yeah, I personally have never owned a cornucopia, my darling. <laughs> no, but he's so sweet. I mean, if, whatever. I, I just like him. and He didn't cry this week, did he? I don't think he did. But I'm he so was, glad. He did well, and that was impressive. And I think they liked everything he made, which yeah. was a lot. Yeah. Um, I thought another funny thing was Matt's Brighton Pavilion. Didn't you think that it was, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to make a bread sculpture anytime soon, but come on. That was, they're like, how are you going to put those together? Uh, gravity? You're, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to set it on top and it's just going to sit there. And that's what he did. It, it is. so simplistic. However. He's not going to make one. However, lime pickle breadsticks. That's awesome. And yeah. they really liked them. They, they did I thought like that was them. really, well, who gets that? Where do you, <laughs> lime pickle breadstick. And I feel like, not in this episode per se, but I feel like Paul has said before he's not a big pickle fan. Uh, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. That sounds familiar. But yeah, they. I thought they all looked good. Tamal's bread bicycle, especially, was fantastic. Yeah. Very yep, fun. And I liked it. And the Flora's corset. Yes, that. To me, I was like, this is not going to work. Like putting all those little breadsticks around that foil situation. I'm like, this is going to break. This is going to fall. And it didn't. Well, I wonder, she kept saying, oh, this is always broken in practice. Every time I've made it at home, it's broken. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm wishing you luck. And she didn't need it because it did. And it was beautiful. Yeah. It It all looked good. Very sculptural. Mm Mm-hmm. But shall we go on to the uh, epic, the epicness of the lion? Yes. I Let's when do he that. when he's putting it together, I'm like, I don't understand how you could have the artistic forethought because the bread is gonna rise in different. You know, it's just how can you know that? It's just it's genius, just genius. It. I don't know that that has been repeated. I don't, I, I really don't. That, um, even with people having that as an inspiration, when you look at him, you know, rolling foil in the nostrils and yes! dumping sesame seeds here. And yeah, it, it really was, well, I mean, he got accolades from Paul that that's he the did. best thing in Brad he's ever seen. And yep. so 
I completely agree. I, I I don't know how he did that. I don't know how it worked out. And man, I thought it was risky and it paid off. Yes. And if you ever need to make a snake in the in the future, now we know what to use because of Nadia. Did you did you notice what she did to make her snake? I did. She I did. wound it around a muffin tin upside down. Genius. Yeah, I agree with you. I that agree. was genius. Do you, do you personally like those silicone type pans? Do you use those a lot or I, at all? You know what? When they became fashionable, maybe like 10 something years ago, I bought several. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all they do is they're just floppy. They're just floppy, you know? And I I need to have a little more structure. I'm a big fan of putting parchment inside, but give me a glass pan. Give me a metal pan. I The silicone pans, I just, no... Maybe if I was going to use it upside down to make a snake, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy any more silicone baking things. And you know what? When I was using them, I didn't feel like they things stuck less in there. It was just bendy. I it was agree. really bendy. So yeah, I'm not a big fan, but if I need to make a snake, I might, <laughs> which I'm not going to do. <laughs> no, thank you. I did like that a lot. I did like that she did that a lot, but I don't, um, I remember too, and that, that, that was trending and it was so colorful and yeah. just felt like fun, but I never had much success or no. it didn't seem to be better than same. any of my other baking stuff. But do you want to talk about our sad crying friend, Durette? I do. And I am fascinated by this because I have watched this season on Netflix mm, 10 times, mm-hmm. but over, over the course of years. And every time this episode comes up with Durrett and she talks about being inspired by Tracy Emmons unmade bed. I have just. <laughs> what? I, she, the fact that she mentions this artist's name finally got to me. And last week I Googled Tracy Emmons. Ooh, do tell. I did. Now, do you remember, do you remember years and years and years ago, it was controversial here in the States. There was an artist who did a photograph called Piss Christ, where it was a Tell me, crucifix. tell me the name, the name of the artist. Uh, I don't know the name of the Magal artist. Th- Robert Magal, Maglethorpe? <laughs> no, Maplethorpe, no. Maplethorpe? It wasn't him? <laughs> no. It was not. Well, it then not. obviously I don't know, Allison. <laughs> and it, does, it doesn't matter. But do you remember that it was a crucifix submerged in urine? Okay. And there was a photograph taken of it and it really upset people. And, of course. Right, right. So it was very controversial. Um, got a lot of traction and things. I, I mean, the fact that I know about it. So when I Googled Tracy Emmons Unmade Bed... I was just, I just thought this was so interesting that that was an installed piece of art that this artist did that was incredibly controversial and negative to a lot of people in Great Britain. And why? I mean, they like to make their beds? No, because the piece was inspired by her 
sort of being unconscious for three or four days because she had drank so much and smoked so much and saw that her bed was sort of a historical representation of how much her life had gone down the toilet. Oh my God. The bed contained the bed, the bed contained items like condoms used and unused, (sighs) um, menstrual stained clothing, uh, empty liquor bottles and all this. And whatever, I'm not commenting on the art. I am commenting on Dorette using that as inspiration for her unpracticed bed, bread, bread bed. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I think she was just grasping for straws. But what was she thinking? I mean, she didn't have to say the name of the artist. She could have just said, I was inspired by an unmade bed. The fact that she (laughs) uses the artist's name (laughs) and says she was inspired to make this from this sculptural, controversial, feminist piece of art that recently, I think, sold for like over $3 million, by the way. (laughs) Well, you don't don't know Durette's life, Allison. You don't know if she struggled. She's a sad woman sometimes. Now she's never going to come on our show. So just let me know if the piss Christ ever inspires you to make, you know, a (laughs) (laughs) lemon bars. Yeah. (laughs) Gross. I don't know. I just felt like she was, she was just half, you know, doing it halfway. And she did admit that, that she hadn't practiced it at all. And, I think that was another mistake. If she hadn't, I wouldn't, she shouldn't have ever said a word. And what did Paul say? Is this five hours work? Is this five hours work? No, it's not. It's not five hours work when someone made a bread line and you made a lump covered by a a lumpy sheet. (laughs) Sorry, Durette. Don't be mad. With her her underbaked... Chelsea buns, right? Is that what they Yes, were? yes. And the bottom that was making the mattress. The Chelsea buns made the mattress. No hate for Durrett. I just thought it was such a weird choice um, of her own words and a weird choice to not practice that I don't know. And now she was... also is controversial now that we know. She's just yeah, as controversial as that piece of art. Yep, Google Tracy Emmons on Made Tracy Bed and Tracy Emmons will do. And see see how inspired you are to bake after that. Mm. <laughs> I think I'll need to take a shower after that. <laughs> Quite frankly. So I did want to talk about Ugne just briefly. Okay, sure. Because I, because I like Ugne and I like that she does different flavors that we're not familiar with. Um mm-hmm. she makes an Easter basket sculpture. And puts truffle oil on brioche. Yes. Um, I I want to talk about truffle oil really quickly. Yes. Um, Someone gave me a bottle of truffle oil. Um, It was very small. And I smelled it. And I was like, "Mm, I don't think so. And then I saw, I don't know if it was a TikTok or if it was a a Instagram video. But they're like, chefs talk about truffle oil. Like, Alex Guarnaschelli, who I love, you know, all these face... uh, Sorry, Food Network people. They're right. like, every single one of them said, don't ever put truffle oil in anything. They're like, really? Yes. They're like, Ooh. it ruins everything. It covers up the flavor of 
everything. And so literally I was watching Ugne do that. And I was like, Ooh, girl, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think you want to do that. And what did they say? Too much truffle oil. So if you don't, I mean, you really got to hold back on that truffle oil. I watch a lot of Chopped. I could do a whole podcast about Chopped. Obviously, I watch too much television, but it is <laughs> COVID. Um, and every single time people, you know, they drizzle that on something. They're like, why'd you do that? You ruined it. Wow. So obviously, I, I have strong opinions not having eaten it. I've never had it. And I've, well, I've, maybe I've had it somewhere, but I don't recall. And I've never owned it in my possession to yes. smell. But I will take your word for it because just even thinking about an oil with almost a uh, an earthy. Yeah, it's got <laughs> a funk. It's got a right. funk to it. Funk, right. F-U-N-K, funk. <laughs> <laughs> I had to spell it for you. <laughs> Thank you. Ana brioche does just sound... Uh, off-putting and brioche and then the, is delicious right 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 so they didn't care for that and you know besides besides Ugne and Durette I don't know I think like I said everybody else did well and I love that showstopper I just think it's fun yes it, it's it's, it's a good showstopper without crossing the line which we've talked about before like some of these later episodes with Make a bust of yes. someone famous. It doesn't go that far. And I think right. they were looking for simplicity, like Ian, the plant in the pot. It was right. It was beautiful. It was right. simple and beautiful. And I think that's right. what they wanted. And it was delicious. And because of it, Ian won Star Baker again. He was. And this was <laughs> what, the third episode? And he's yes. won two times. Yes. Yep. He's doing just awesome and i love that he won you know what was funny is because you're kind of expecting paul to win with the lion yep yep. but i mean overall that was ian's weekend for sure paul and paul could not win because he was 10th in the technical yeah yeah and up against ian who came in first yeah he had the handshake in the first round he had his special accolades for the third round but he blew it in he blew it in the technical so what are you mm-hmm. going to do? I feel mm-hmm. like we're talking about sports sometimes. <laughs> Not I don't like sports, but if I did like sports, this is what I would talk about. He blew it. He blew it in the technical. <laughs> so there you go. Well, Lisa, Lisa, what do you think? What are you going to make this week? Anything? What's cooking? Ooh, that is an excellent question. I need a little time off after making, <laughs> after making my, um, uh, Sorry, I can't talk about baguette. I made my baguette, but I did make an amazing Polish walnut tort, mocha flavored mm-hmm. flourless cake. I have a book my mom gave me and it's called The Ultimate Cake Book. And I needed something. And also I had a snow day this week because everybody in my town lost power. And so I had a whole day where I didn't have to do e-learning with my kids. And I challenged myself to make this flourless walnut tort uh, with the coffee flavoring. And I just need to tell you right now, it was amazing. It was so good. It sounded amazing. And we talked a little bit about, about it before now and the detail, the steps. I don't know how you did it. Well, I just uh, had a lot of uninterrupted time, but it was the in the recipe, it's like, Make coffee syrup. Go to page 142. Flip, 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 flip. 
then you have to make that. Make the, um, oh, what was it called? I already told you this, the buttercream, the something special buttercream. Go to this page, flip, 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 flip. Go to this page and candy the walnuts, flip, flip, flip. So it was extremely involved. I will make it again. I marked it as something I would, you know, definitely like to do again, but it takes a really long time. And I, I will say a big challenge, and I feel like I need to learn a little bit more about this was, you know, you whip like four egg whites and then fold Mm -hmm. it in. Let's talk about our favorite show, Schitt's Creek, fold it in. You fold it in. You don't watch, (laughs) you don't watch that do. Um, I do watch it. And I do know what you're talking about. Fold in the cheese. Yes. Yep. When Moira's cooking with him at at the shits. Yeah. I don't know how to be any clearer. You fold it in, (laughs) fold it in, but you had to fold in the egg whites into the um, like walnut mocha batter, which was really, really thick. And I felt Hmm. like I not, they're like, be careful not to knock the air out of the whites. I'm like, how do you do that without having big pieces of white in the mix? So maybe somebody can let Uh. me know how to, how to get, keep that air in but still fold it in. I did it, mm-hmm. but it was, it was a very dense cake. Well, what was it served with? Or was it just served on its own? Was it perfect in and of itself? You mean like, what was the frosting? Is that what you mean? No. Did you serve it with ice cream or oh, coffee? Cool, uh, I almost said cool whip. Oh, yum. Um, whipping cream. <laughs> I have a friend who loves, who loves, uh, Cool Whip, and I gave him a cup of coffee with Cool Whip as he ate the tort. Oh, I, wow. The bass player in my <laughs> band, his name is Ross. And when I said, What would you like me to make for band practice? He said, Something with Cool Whip because he loves Cool wow. Whip. He's from the South. Wow. I don't know. Maybe that's a Southern <laughs> thing. But yeah, we just we had coffee, and um, for garnish on the top, there were coffee beans and candied walnuts. And everybody who Aww. took. Everybody who took a bite with the uh, chocolate-covered coffee beans, espresso beans, I guess, um, they said that that made it really, really good. Did you cover the espresso beans yourself in chocolate, or did you buy them? Allison, you give me too much credit. No. Guess where I got those? One, two, three. (laughs) Aldi! Aldi! (laughs) Aldi has the best chocolate-covered coated espresso beans. They're so good. Hmm. So that's what I made. today. What are you going to make? I don't know. I keep thinking about Ian's garlic, wild garlic. uh, Quick bread. Quick bread. And I realized that I can't find wild garlic in January in Wisconsin. But you can buy a jar of garlic at Aldi. (laughs) You're right. You're right. I think something I would like to try a pesto-y type quick bread, Mm -hmm. I think. So I love pesto and bread. Tastes amazing. I do too. Well, I think that we should wrap it up because wrap it up. There's a lot more to come. Episode four next week. Oh, I cannot wait. I've already watched it and taken so many notes. I'm gonna be watching it again and again, I'm sure. And uh, I will be back next week to talk with you about it. It sounds amazing. So that's us. We're done. And dusted. 